before we wrap everything up. I want to ask you about your uh, favorite pieces of advice, which our audience can use in their own career growth. In light of your years or, or decades of experiences, what advice would you give your younger self? Yeah, this is a great question. And uh, I might have touched upon some of these embedded in throughout the conversation. But if I go back to my younger self, or if I'm looking at pharmacy students and fresh graduates, what advice I would give them, there's many things. As a student, I like to tell them, ask questions. I think that's a key thing. Even I tell my younger self that. Because sometimes as students in the college, when we are studying a certain subject, we tend not to study every day. This is the normal students, unless you are a complete genius. We tend to wait until there's exam time. The exam is after one week, and then we, we hibernate at home and bring the books and, and start reading and, and studying, right? Some people do it even just the night before the exam. And I know this is very familiar. So what happens is that you're reading, you're memorizing, and you come across something that you completely don't understand. But there's no time. So you say, okay, I'm just going to memorize it the way it is. And when the exam question comes, I'm going to write uh, what's there. So the more you have of things that you didn't understand, you didn't ask why, Because if you don't understand something, you should go to your professor and say, please explain this to me. I don't know why this is the fact or this is so. So asking the question why means you will understand. Because in your career after that, everything you are learning, hopefully, will have an application. So missing on your understanding of why this fact is so or why this observation is happening is extremely important. So asking questions, I think, is a key thing for all the students. I, I remember I was teaching in one of the colleges of pharmacy in Egypt, and I put a, a question on the exam. Students sometimes didn't like my questions because they didn't have the direct memorization. And, and usually after the exam, the next lecture after the exam or session, I go through the exam and we answer all the questions together. So when I read the question out, one of the students told me, well, I didn't understand this question, but I know that it, it, was, it was about this section of the notes. So I just wrote everything in the notes. I put it for you there for you to pick out and give me the mark. I told the student, I remember your paper very well. And I gave you a zero. Of course, he didn't like me. I'm sure he doesn't like me until today. Because it means that w when you put everything there, it means that you don't know, you don't understand, and you don't know what the question is or what the answer is. So the first advice as a student, this is your opportunity to learn. It means you have to ask questions. The other thing is as you prepare for graduation, you think for your career, You also need to ask questions, but maybe different types of questions. You are lucky because you have around you so many faculty members, senior, junior, 
someone who are TAs, someone who are preceptors, some who are lecturer, assistant professor. So you have so many people around you who have gone through the experience that you are in right now. A golden opportunity for you. Once you graduate and you leave that place, these people are not going to be around you. You're not going to see them every day. So take advantage of this opportunity and ask them questions about career. What should I do? You don't have to go to one of them only, not just your favorite. It's good to listen to different professors, different teachers, different practitioners. So they will tell you, I think the best thing is hospital pharmacy. Someone will say, I think the best is medical representative. But when they answer you, the good thing about it, they will have you in mind. They are looking at you as a student. They're looking at your character. You seem to be someone who's very passionate about people, caring, etc. So they may say, I think pharmacy practice in a hospital setting would be very suitable for you because you have that people connection. Some other students don't want to see people, are not great communicators. Then they say, maybe you can do good in research, do some research in drug discovery and become a scientist. You sit in a lab, stay away from people because you're very smart, you're very intelligent, but you don't have that people's character. So again, ask questions to learn the material and the skills. Ask questions of those around you, valuable people around you to guide you on your career and what choices to make and what advice to do. Maybe a third one is, I mentioned it before, is that we have to keep learning. Even if you are professor, full professor, if you stop at that, you stop. But if you keep learning, keep accumulating knowledge and skills, attend conferences, webinars, seminars, it's always a learning opportunity. In today's world, you cannot stop at a certain degree. Because the competition in the job market is, is fierce and it's more difficult than it was when I was a fresh graduate. So the more you show that you are learning and, and realizing this is an area where I need to get a course in, in pharmacy informatics, maybe not a master's degree, maybe just a, a diploma or two months course or something like that. So you look at self-directed learning. This is what I feel I can do, I like to do, and it also meets what the job market in my area is looking for. We had a meeting with a college advisory board. One of the CEOs of a hospital was shouting and saying, we don't want any more dispensing pharmacists. We've had enough of those. We want clinical practitioners, students and fresh graduates. You need to listen to that. Because again, with advancement in technology, we all know that robotics is taking over all this stuff. So areas where there's critical thinking, there's thoughtfulness, there's researching, there's weighing risk benefits, so many clinical decision-making, evidence-based medicine. This is the area where the human element will remain important. The communication, the passion, the relationship with the patient. So you need to listen to, to all your professors and see where do you fit, where your professors can see things in you 
that you cannot see in yourself. And they've been with you for four or five years. They're watching you. They can feel what you are a good fit for. So ask questions and continue to learn new things, self-directed learning, addressing job market needs, following your mentor's advice because they can see things in you that you cannot see in yourself. Absolutely. That was a very wise intervention of yours. And this will certainly be helpful to our listeners to incorporate into their future direction and the current actions that are leading to the evolution of their career and education. What, what about your advice for those who aspire to embark on a career journey that's similar to yours? What would you advise them? I'm not sure if my advice applies only to the academic career. I think it, it applies to any career. I think as we embark on academia or any other career, we should strive to make a difference. This is my philosophy. I don't like to live in the shade or stay in the, in the shade or just do the minimum. And there are so many people out there in different careers who just want to do the minimal and then go home and watch TV or whatever. We are looking for people in academia or in any other profession or career who are looking for making changes. Because making changes hopefully means improvement. And this is why we are here on this planet, okay? I feel this is why we are here. We are here to to make things better, to build, to change, to advance. And the whole world around us is advancing. Any career we choose, including the academic career, I feel that we should strive to make a difference. So I'm saying that our mere existence as human beings is to make changes, right? And, and it, you look back to the prehistoric ages, you see the caveman and how the world was, and definitely it has changed tremendously. It has even changed in the past 50 years. So your question was, what advice do I have for those who want to embark on a career in academia? And I say that academic careers is very similar to other careers in pharmacy in terms of the kind of advice I would give to anyone. But when I look at academicians, I think academicians have a huge responsibility because as an academician, you are impacting a large number of people who are the students. The pharmacist takes care of patients. The academician takes care of students because you are affecting the minds of a large number of students. And this is happening every year. So this year, if you have a cohort of 50 students and next year, another 50 and another 50, the impact that you are having is huge. And these students, one day they are going to come out to the society and are going to be pharmacy practitioners and are going to take care of patients. And we are hoping that they would do benefit in relieving pain and contribute to curing and improving the life of others rather than making mistakes that leads to harmful effects on patients. So first of all, if you're embarking on academia, 
you have to feel the importance of this uh, profession, the importance of this mission, the accountability, whether it's accountability to society or accountability to your patients, to your students, the patients of your students when they graduate, basically. So again, staying up to date is a must. Continuing to learn is a must because whatever you teach has to be up to date. Encouraging your students to challenge you. You cannot hinder your students. You want your students to challenge you, to say, we have something different here. I read something the other day on one of the internet resources that is contrary to what you're saying. So you have to give the opportunity for respectful debate and new ideas to come in that are contrary to your ideas. And this is the sign of a good academicians, a good academician that will fulfill their role. At the same time, as an academician who will become maybe a leader, a department chair, an associate dean, a dean, we are governed by policies and procedures in the university and policies and procedures by accreditation agencies. If we are true leaders, we have to believe that policies and accreditation standards are not set in stone. Policies are made and written so that we can review them and revise them and change them at some point of time. We have to have that confidence because we are the academicians, right? Hopefully we know what is best for our students. If we don't, then maybe we should have someone else do the job. So we ourselves should challenge the policies and the, and the standards in a respectful way for those who wrote the policies and the standards. And it becomes a discussion where we want to improve the whole society. So being an academician is a leadership role in itself. From the TA to the lecturer to the professor to the dean. So we cannot take things, oh, this is the template says that. The policy says that we just have to follow it. Of course, I'm not advocating breaking the rules. But I'm advocating is that if we feel that the rule applied maybe 20 or 30 years ago and it's time to make a change because the world has changed, things have changed, then we have to be advocates for the change. So if you're following me in, in this uh, podcast, you will realize that I use the word change a lot because I really like this word. And I think if we believe in change, of course, change for the better, our whole life will be better. It will be worthwhile and we will all be of service to our families, to our neighborhood, to our society, and our life would have been worth living and worse remembered after we are gone, inshallah.